All right, kids, let's get to it. Seminars, October 15th through the 17th in Wichita Falls is the next one coming up. After that, December 10th through the 12th to round out 2021. For lifting camps coming up, we do have a self-sufficient lifter camp on September 11th covering the squat press and deadlift, how to film yourself, and how to diagnose your own technique. After that, we have a squat and deadlift camp on August 21st in Fort Worth, and then another squat and deadlift camp on August 29th in Austin at Starting Strength Austin. We have some three-lift camps covering the squat press and deadlift coming up, two of those in London, one on September 5th and one on September 12th, and then November 7th in Baltimore at 5x3 Training. Also hosted by 5 by 3 will be the 10th annual Charm City Strongwoman on September 12th. That's a charity Strongwoman event coming up. And as usual, another update on Starting Strength Gyms. Continue to sign more gyms, but we do need talent. So if you're interested in becoming a professional coach, head over to startingstrengthgyms.com and check out the coaching tab. Starting Strength Gyms, of course, run by Ray Gillenwater. And Gillenwater is Latvian for Ritualistic Sacrifice. And for any details or information on anything that I've talked about, head over to StarringStrength.com and check out the right-hand side of the homepage. From the Asgard Company Studios in beautiful Wichita Falls, Texas, from the finest mind in the modern fitness industry, the one true voice in the strength and conditioning profession, the most important podcast on the internet. Ladies and gentlemen, starting strength radio. Welcome back to Starting Strength Radio. Uh, it's Friday, and as a result of it being Friday, you can stick that mask up your ass because <laughs> that's what we do on Fridays. That's where the mask goes. Go get fucked. Right? Now we got a Lambda variant. Do we? Yeah. I heard Delta Plus. Delta Kathy Plus. told me about Delta Plus today. <laughs> the Tau Kappa Epsilon variant will be. You when know, are all the Greek organizations going to get mad about? Did this? you see? Did you? I see, mean, you know, all the college fraternities and sororities are are the, the virus is being named for them. And I understand the why you'd crying. want to do that. That makes a lot of sense to me too. But I mean, good God, they may be proud of it. You know? What did I say last year? What did I say last, what, March or, or April of 2020? I said, and what about the next one? Remember me saying that about 40 sure. times? Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. This is, you know. Every year. It's just. Hey, but we've eradicated the flu, right? Yeah, the flu's gone. Gone. You know why? Second year in a row. Because masks work so well. <laughs> Now you, there are people that believe that they do. In fact, did there you are see? People did that you see are, Ron DeSantis's little little speech? Oh, about, that was great uh, about Biden the other oh, day. Oh, it was great. I think it was yesterday. What What did he say? Well, I, Biden I have, said some shit about Florida, you know, and and well, how, he has for and how they're screwing everything it. up, you know, and, and yeah, they're screwing everything up. Nobody's dying. Yeah, yeah, yeah then exactly. DeSantis. If everybody's dying, it'd be better. Yeah, DeSantis lambasted him about yeah. hundreds of thousands of illegals coming over to have COVID. It was great. Right. I'm, I'm waiting for DeSantis to go ahead and just disappoint all of us, you know, at some <sighs> point. But, uh, but shit. He hasn't so far. He hasn't so far. I'm voting for him in 24. Yeah. I'll, I'll vote for him. Currently, too. he's got my vote. If we are allowed to have an election in 24. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. You saw what happened a couple of days ago. Rochelle Walensky 
the director of the CDC declared that landlords can't evict their tenants. Right. Yeah. Now, and actually, I think uh, this is where right after the fucking Supreme Court had just said that the CDC can't make an edict about that kind Isn't of that shit. Isn't that great? Then they made an edict about it. So here's the my CDC question. The CDC making, making, is making <laughs> decisions. Is real estate for, yeah, law, fuck. right? What if Rochelle, when, am I pronouncing that correctly? Oh, who gives a fuck? Yeah, she, if she declares herself president for life, what are they going to do? Following the science. I, yeah, I mean, she How can is you a, argue with that? She is a scientist. Yeah. And if she thinks she needs to be president for life, well, that's the science. Shit, man. We're just following the science at that point, right? Yeah. Just amazing, and uh, you know, she uh, comes. I, I'm just b- dumbfounded. It's amazing. This. Why would the United States Congress hand the CDC right. their legislative authority? It's amazing. What do you? This is the weirdest time in the history of the fucking planet. Yeah. Was and it? You know what makes it even weirder than that? Comments. Comments. From, from the heaters. That was good. You like that? Yeah, rolling right into it. I'm, I'm a pro, Rusty. I don't know if you've figured this out yet. <laughs> you need to start right. incorporating the, the term biomedical security state into your... Biomedical that's, security was it, state? Was it Rand Paul or DeSantis that said that? Do you know? It, it just recently. I know, it sounds like Rand. I, Bottom. I know, I know. Like I, 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 I don't know. But DeSantis said that. Maybe it was him, yeah. He's but like, I, but Rand Paul might have coined it. I don't know. It's, it's a great term, though, isn't it? <clears throat> SS Network was a fail. It was? Was? <laughs> it's news to me. And I guess somebody responded, one of you guys said, it's in a death spiral. <laughs> <laughs> Shutting it down, man. <laughs> This may be the last show we ever do. Could be. <laughs> Funds are running out. That's about <laughs> We already fired Bree. Yeah, Bree's gone. She's not even here. Hold it. What the fuck are you doing here? I thought we fired you. We just halted her paycheck. She's paychecks. volunteering. She's like Kramer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <She's one bull>. <laughs> fuck out of here. Like you can't no. Even, yeah, like you don't even work here. <laughs> He's the P.E. teacher in high school who was always hard on you. <laughs> he said hard on. <laughs> right. I'm not going to listen to this bowling ball on stilts about <laughs> lifting. The only things he lifts is his beer to his mouth and his hand to his woman. Hey, all right. That's Zach Zolweg. I don't know why that. That's just so so fucking weird. Yeah. All right. This is for YouTube fuckheads. All right. I follow this channel for strength-related stuff, not firearm BS. That must be new. Because, you must be new to the Because you're, uh, of course, required to... <laughs> Stay in your lane. Watch everything yeah. that we we do. No, this guy doesn't like firearm BS, yeah. but he watches it anyway. 
And then comments. And then, and then he has to comment complains on about how horrible it was. Mm-hmm. It hurt his feelings. Maybe, maybe he just is offended by the fact that we're talking about it. That's it. That's all it is. It, it, seeing them hurt his feelings too much. Well, angry old man. <laughs> well, that's original. Most gyms don't have those ancient plates to begin with. This is quit putting your plates on the bar the wrong way. Those ancient plates to begin with, the angry grandpa in this video needs to update his gym equipment. <laughs> All right, here's, another, here's another, this is this is real good. Did those kids ever get off your lawn? I see the shift from the yeah. from the fat to now the old. Old. Mm. Well, now here's back to fat. Okay. Yeah, I will take <laughs> advice from some old geezer with a beer belly. He combined both. Of them. Yeah, there you go. That's we good. didn't even plan with that. a beer yeah, belly. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Dude tried getting so technical he sounds pathetic. This is why the trap bar is completely useless. Boy. That, that returns dividends every <laughs> every couple of weeks, doesn't it? Dude tried getting so technical he sounds pathetic. So what if I want to squat using my traps and forearms? Maybe he'll even do lunges with it while I'm at it. Who cares, LOL. <laughs> I bet the punctuation was good on that one. Yeah, there wasn't. Yeah, I, I figured kind so. Of guessed at it. Yeah. <laughs> Two or three commas. So, uh, this dude is a living, breathing, okay boomer meme. Well, that took a lot of thought. Didn't it? Okay. Oh, here's an even better one. Who cares? <laughs> That's the plate one. Plate video. Yeah. Plate video. Who cares? What is this one doing in here? I went into this wanting to dislike this man. I never expected to fall in love. Subscribed. It's a positive. This, this oh, is about the, yeah, this is not a hater's comment, Bree. That's why we to, fired her earlier. She wanted to sprinkle a little positivity into the, <laughs> <laughs> into the comment. Hey, that was also the quit putting your plates on the bar of the room. Look at that. Well, that thing's just, here's a whole page of these damn things. Coach Beerbelly is right. Now all he has to do is work out and look the part. You think I would start training? You should consider it. You can talk about lifting all the time. Maybe you should lift every once in a while. I don't think it's necessary. No, I, mean, it's I don't. I, I, I don't know. I'm just, you know, I'm so old and fat, I just don't yeah. see the point. Uh Uh, oh, this is this is choice. I used to think mansplaining was a feminist myth until I saw this video. I feel bad for his wife every time she puts a dish away that doesn't fit his liking. <laughs> they have a lot of assumptions. That's about just Steph. yeah. They really do. <laughs> They've got a lot Man, of assumptions about really, her. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you, you that are very wrong. You, you you need to feel sorry for Steph. Oh, there's no <laughs> doubt. 
There's no doubt about that. Uh, okay, Boomer. There we go. There we go. This really sorts through the... And finally, while this is some stupid elitist nonsense right here. Also about the quit, plate? Yeah. Quit putting your <laughs> elitist. points on. Elitist. Wow. Uh, elitist. What, what's funny to me is it's such a simple concept. It, it, like, we're trying to prevent you from dropping this plate on your fucking foot. I don't care if they drop the plates no, well, on their foot. Now. I don't want them to drop the plates on their foot in my gym. <laughs> if you want to do that at home and drop the plate on your foot at home, please do. Please feel free to break all four of your metatarsals. In the process, please, please drop a 45 on your foot from a height of four feet. Please do that. Please let us know how that goes. All right. On, on, on. Comments, Comments. From, from, from the heaters. It's impressive how much mileage we've gotten out of that one. Out yeah. of those plate, the that plate, that video. plate. How many views is that? Did you say? Let's look. Eight and a half. It's got to have more now. More now. It's, it's got more, more views than the, the moon landing. More views than video. Than I guess. Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Joe Rogan will end up commenting on that video before it's He probably already has. He's the one that said, uh, I came here to dislike this, and I'm in love. (laughs) Right. That's probably him. That's him. (laughs) Please come on my show, Rip. (laughs) (laughs) Please, Rip. Stop. Stop ignoring me. It's up to 1.139 million. Wow. So up, what what were we at last week? A million 40. Mm Mm-hmm. Million fifty, so we've added fifty thousand, sixty thousand views Jesus. in a week. Yeah, many people have have uh, viewed that the current events thread. Two and a half. Two point three million people. Nice. Good. Because it's, it's another a, example. One of the few places on the inter- internet where you actually talk about stuff. Talk about yeah. stuff. Yep. You know, I've had to scold a couple of people, but. By and large, we're having a productive adult discussion over there. Yeah, it only took about a year to get the idiots mostly filtered out. Yeah, yeah, you can tell who they were. Every once in a while, that little boy, Jonas, will show up with some, you know, while he's not paying attention to his eighth grade history teacher, he types in on the Internet. You're not... You're not saying what I know to be true from CNN. Therefore, you're wrong. He's pretty funny. Oh, goddamn. I was very sure of myself when I was 22 also. You think he's 22? Ain't no fucking way. You think he's younger? Older? I think he's a kid. He's a kid? I think he's a kid. Well, I was pretty stupid at 22. I was stupid when I was 42, but I wasn't that fucking stupid. Yeah. The problem is you lived in the real world, it, you know. And, and even even me at 22, you uh it was tempered by the people you were around. If you said yeah. something stupid, um it could be demolished right there in front of yeah. you. Yeah. 
now you just say whatever you want. And everybody says, right. And you can find a bunch of people who will agree with you and mm-hmm. think you're great. Right. Right. And nobody dares say you're wrong because nobody can actually be wrong anymore. Right. All can opinions they? matter. All opinions have equal weight in 2021. Oh, we're living in a very, very bad movie. Or a good one, depending on how it ends. Depending on how it ends. <laughs> Might end up pretty wet, pretty If good. it ends up with only 500 million people left on the surface of the planet, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of hard on the economy, damn. but it's not a... Overall, not a bad hey, that's deal. How the, that's how the Renaissance came around. Can you imagine uh, San Francisco being devoid of life except for the bacteria left behind by and the, the pieces people. of shit that live there now? And the homeless people. Hey, right after the Black Plague, there was land for everybody. There was food for everybody. Art was important then. Yeah. Uh, maybe what that may be the plan. You know, I've heard that suggested. Engineering a mass <laughs> die-off. Hey, look. Yes, last, you're going to have to have a booster shot vaccine every three weeks. Last now, year, last year it was a die. conspiracy theory that there would be a vaccine passport, right? I mean, this was yeah. fringe conspiracy theory. Fringe conspiracy. Insanity. Yeah. And, and Why we, nothing like that would ever be contemplated by any government. You can't go to a gym or a restaurant government. in New York without showing proof. Without I don't see how. I don't how understand. is New York? I, I don't understand. How I don't see functions. how that's not a HIPAA violation. Asking for medical it records. It is a HIPAA violation. Yeah, I don't understand it's how it's clearly a yeah. HIPAA violation, and nobody gives a fuck. And here's the problem. About the law anymore. And here's it's the problem. Just, you're, you're a restaurant owner. A, let's say you're a gym owner in New York. It's on you to enforce this bullshit. So what are you going to do? Right. Are you going to say you going to say well, I got to do it? You know, how many people are going to say fuck you and not mm-hmm. not care? In New York? That's the pr- right? two or three, That's the problem. You know. They'll all do it. And yeah. the crazy thing is because that population young, has been selected for yeah. compliance. And if you're too young you to know. get the vaccine, you can't enter in the in the building. Right. Well, they don't want you in there anyway. Yeah. Jeez, you're too young to get the vaccine, you don't have any money to yeah. spend anyway. So that's 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 irrelevant. But the one of the but you can only do this in locations where the population has been groomed for decades. Yeah, like Australia looks that way, know, man. For compliance. Yeah, you know Australians just do what they're told. Yep, that's <clears throat> the whole goddamn thing about Australia. They do what they're told. The Canadians do what they're told. It's like a bad joke. Because you're, if you don't do what you're told, you're an asshole, right. and you we you don't want to be an asshole. It's like the population of China. They've been for millennia. They've been ruled. And if you had a streak of, you know, independence and uncooperativeness in you, guess what happened to you? And your family. And your, and family. your family and your gene pool, mm-hmm. you know. So, uh, it's like you know, on a much shorter timeline, you've got the same thing going on in Australia and Los Angeles and San Francisco and Minneapolis and New York City. You it's know. almost funny. It, you've got it, they're, it, they're doing Gavin Newsom's recall vote by mail. Yeah, isn't that funny? <laughs> <laughs> That's the funniest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> oh, that'll go just vote fine. Everyone <laughs> in the there state any problem with that. will be mailed a ballot. No, there's no way to rig 
<laughs> and everybody in California just goes, well, okay. Sounds reasonable. All right. It's cool. weird. Not one person voted for him out. <laughs> pandemic. Yeah. Pandemic. Yeah. It's, I wonder. <laughs> God damn it. That's amazing. Oh, shit. What will the post offices look like for, <laughs> for a couple of weeks? Oh, the, the, yeah. The drivers will just be throwing ballots in the dumpster. Yeah. yeah. And nobody will care. <laughs> oh, it'll be. Oh, shit. That's funny. <laughs> Awesome. That's just funny. Good, good for you people in California. <laughs> good for you people in California. Okay. All right. So, questions, answers. You have questions. I have answers. Maybe not the right ones, but answers nonetheless. Right. Okay. I haven't really looked at these. So, Rusty may have to chop some stuff out if I stumble upon one that's too fucking stupid to actually talk about. We got it handled. All right, here is Andy S. And again, these are all from the Starting Strength Network. So, these are people who have actually paid us to be here. Skin in the game? Skin in the game, as they say. You get a lot of questions about Texas method and other training modifications for post-novice linear progression games. Texas method questions keep coming even though it's clear you'd rather vacation in Venice Beach than answer another Texas method question. Now, Andy, that's not clear at all. I'm not ever going to be in California again the rest of my life. I don't give a fuck about the beach. I especially don't care about Venice Beach. I don't know. So that's not really true. I am, however, tired of Texas method questions. As I think we explained it as thoroughly as it can be explained in the in the book entitled Practical Programming for Strength Training, Volume 3. Theoretically, if someone has done the actual program, finished the NLP, and isn't a fat guy, how much stronger can you actually get by adjusting your programming alone? You mean without gaining any weight? Is that what he's asking me? Sounds like it. Well, you you know, you get stronger muscles by making them bigger. Bigger muscles weigh more than smaller muscles, so I don't know that I understand the question. I mean, you adjust your body composition if you if you need to. You can certainly do that. I mean, you probably should have already done that, but. Uh, but you said you weren't a fat guy. Uh, if you're so, on no shit Texas method, you're gaining. You got to be gaining weight. If you're on no shit Texas method, you're a young guy. Uh, and you're eating a lot with of plenty, food. Of, plenty of time on your hands. You're eating a hell of a lot of food, or you're not recovering from the Texas method. And uh, uh, so, as a result of those things all being in place, you are gaining weight. Uh, two, how much of your future gains are still dependent on increasing body weight versus program variation? Look, you can only increase neuromuscular efficiency a little bit. I mean, most people who are very, very strong got that weight by growing in size. 
All right. Here's a good example. Uh, Lasha Talakadze just snatched 223. That was fucking impressive. Oh, my God. And he did it matter-of-factly. Yeah, it was, it was, that was certainly not a limit no. third attempt God at all. Damn. But, you know, we don't do limit third attempts at the, at the Olympics. We do third attempts we know we can make at the Olympics, and that's what 646 is all about. And that 265 clean and jerk was looked like it was a little more trouble than the, than the snatch, but it certainly was not a struggle. Now, Lasha is 6'6", six, six, is that right? I think so. Mm -hmm. 375. This is a big, strong motherfucker, right? He don't care about abs. He's not concerned about his abs. He's concerned about 265. But let me point out a couple of things here, all right, it, it, spirit of this question. Pizarenko did 265, probably 1988, at about 100 pounds lighter body weight, about 90, 90 pounds lighter of body weight. It, you know, 280, 285, somewhere in there. Pizarenko. That was a man. Now, my God. I mean, guys, that's, you know. And then, once again, here we are, 33 years later, Taranenko did 266 in 1988 at a body weight of probably, oh, what the hell did he weigh at that time? He probably weighed... He didn't weigh three seventy five. He's probably he probably weighed three fifteen, three twenty, something like that. He's a great big man, but not as big as Lasha. What was the year? Eighty eight. Eighty eight. I think it was. I think Pizarenko did his two sixty five in eighty eight also. Uh, oh, Pizarenko also. Yes, two sixty five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Taranenko did two sixty six right. down there at the Australian meet. Right. The, that wasn't at the Olympics. Clean and jerk. No, it was yeah. at a it was at an invitational meet down in uh, Australia back when Australia was not a prison colony, and they were invited to. Uh, I mean, Australia at this point makes the Soviet gulags look like. At least the Soviets. At least they fed you. At the, and the Soviets you know. weren't pretending to be anything. No, else. they weren't pretending to be, right. you know. Democrats or anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they. Uh, so you've got a sport here, and I mentioned this on a previous podcast. You've got a sport here that has not increased the heaviest, the world record. What you know, you can monkey around with your goddamn weight classes and invent new weight classes and thus establish new world records and everything. But nobody's done two sixty six at a meet. Since 1988. Okay. Now, I don't know what Lasha has done in training. I have been told that Taranenko did 275 in training. 
Now, in training is going to mean that he was in a different probably pharmacological situation than he was at that meet that day. You know, and once again, you don't go to Olympic weightlifting meets if you've got any sense with the intention of setting a PR. PRs are set in the gym. They're performed at the meet. Now, he, uh, the story on the Taranenko 266 is that he was offered a bunch of money. He's offered $5,000 if he would successfully break the world record, which at the time was the 265. So he calls for 266, and he, he does it. You know, it's not beautiful, but it was, you know, got at least two white lights. And, uh, and to this day, no one has repeated 266 at a meet. Okay. Uh, the 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 most amazing thing to me about that about the uh, about Lasha's performance at the at the Olympics the other day was the snatch. I mean, do you know how long Krastev's two sixteen was the heaviest thing that had ever been snatched? Oh, like twenty seven, twenty eight years. That was also set back in the late eighties. And then he comes along and does this 223. What was that, eight kilos? Yeah. And just, bam! You know, just amazing. An amazing snatch. You know, and he pulled it off the floor with low hips, and, the, you know, the technique could have been better as far as our analysis technique is concerned. But, look, it's a snatch. It's half of your deadlift. The technique doesn't matter. What matters is how strong are you? You're real goddamn strong. If you can accelerate 223 kilos high enough to catch it in the snatch rack, that's nothing but strength, okay? Now, 6'6", 375, that's a great big man. So you'd expect him to be real fucking strong. So it remains to be seen what's going to happen with him. If he can manage to stay uninjured, he is probably going to clean a jerk 270. You know, maybe at the next Worlds. And then finally, after all these years, that record will be broken. But my point, and I made this before, is that the reason that record has stood so fucking long is because Olympic weightlifting coaches just don't know what the hell they're doing. These people are being coached incorrectly in terms of training and in terms of technique. They're being coached incorrectly. And that's why that goddamn thing. Is there another sport that you know of that the record has stood for that long? How long did Beeman's record stand? The jump is still the Olympic record. As of two thousand, uh, as of this year. So that's the only one yeah, that yeah. anybody can yeah. think of, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. So I guess Beeman's record is still there. Not he broke the Olympic, world record. Uh, Olympic. There's uh, is there some, a, somebody did a twenty nine, twenty nine four and a quarter, 
at the 20, 2007 Military World Games. Right. 29, four and a quarter. And Beeman's was 27 something. Uh, 27, six and a half. <clears throat> Somebody beat Beeman by two feet? There's another. I don't know that I believe that. That's pretty, that's nuts. Mike that's, Powell. Well, see, Beeman, the, the, the thing that was nuts about Beeman, if you'll look on there, is how far he beat the record at the time in the, in the broad jump, long jump. I mean, it was like a two-foot. It was just something happened that day. And they came out, and they, nobody could believe it. They measured it three or four times. Oh, I'm sorry. No, Beeman's was 29. 29 and two and a half. Right. Two and yeah. a quarter. So this guy beat him by two inches. All right. I'll buy that. Yeah, beat him by two inches in 91. Carl Lewis, is 20, third, is 29 feet one inch. <clears throat> so anyway, Beeman comes along, and what is – and and. He just smashed the shit. The prior the, record, he destroyed prior, it. Destroyed it by what was it, two feet, something like I that. I don't, I don't, can't see the prior record on here. It was, it was some insane thing like oh, that. Oh, I guess we could just click on his thing, Let's see what it says. <clears throat> yeah, it was, it, it, so, and Taranenko didn't do that in '88. He, he, he put it. one kilo on the world record, but nobody has. I mean, Rezaza Day did two sixty four. Right. Yep. Yeah, what was that, the 04 Olympics? Yep. You know, and that's the closest anybody's been. Right. And, you know, and everybody just seems to just gloss over the fact that the, the guys that are handling these big, giant-ass heavyweights are real fucking strong. It hadn't got anything to do with their technique. And they, they, they're missing yet over and over and over again. You hear American Olympic weightlifting coaches say that this is this is a sport of technique. Yeah, well, this is the most technical, most technical sport in the Olympics. It's the most complicated of human movements, and and nothing, you know, you, you spent a lifetime. <laughs> That's my favorite, my favorite statement of all time. You know, a lifetime developing perfect technique and the snatch and the clean jerk. <laughs> that's the dumbest thing anybody has ever said. Yeah, you know, outside of the Americans, just, how much of, has have training methods changed? Because it's a lot of it has got to be that the guys who older. in the eighties, in the seventies, sixties, seventies, eighties, who are doing Olympic lifting today are doing something else that makes money. A strongman, yeah, NFL, you know, selling coffee, whatever. But I, they're you know, got to be doing something that makes money. Uh, but how much has their their training changed? Yeah, how much of training methods? The most changed? important development in Olympic weightlifting training over the past three or four decades has been the development of the Bulgarian method. Yep. Which finally realizes that if you don't practice at ninety five percent and heavier, then you're not practicing. Right. You're not practicing. You have to handle heavy weights because right. heavy weights are mechanically different. They're not just heavier. The movement pattern is mechanically different than lightweights. Yep. And in contrast to that, American Olympic weightlifting coaches have used this silly shit that Lynn Jones developed about 30 years ago that just has everybody practicing things sure. at 70%. Sure. You know. 
But here's here's my point. If ter- let's say let's say Taranenko and Pisarenko are Americans in 2020, what are they doing? They're not fucking Olympic weightlifting. They're in the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. They're right. making millions of dollars. Right. Right. So well, yes, where so, they ought to be. So to uh, use that talent. Right. In a profitable way, right. because if you're a smart person and you can get a job that makes you ten million dollars a year. Yep. And you can keep that job for two or three or four years, then you're set up. Sure, and you're a fool if you don't do yeah. that. Yeah. So my point is that if right. you if you have if you have the most gifted athletes in the entire world not going into Olympic weightlifting, then you've got. I mean, not that you you don't have a very high level of athlete doing this, but you don't have the highest level of athlete going into that sport. No. So it it supports your. Uh, your contention here that the training methods should should shift. It's not just about doing the partial movements and doing and practicing the movements real heavy. You've got to actually fucking train and get stronger because yes. you don't have the Taranenkos and the Pisarenkos right. getting into the sport. It depends on who's on your team. That's all it's always depended on. If you've got the right people on your team, if you've got one and a half million Chinese people to assemble a team of eight men and seven women then you can find people that are real 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 strong that you don't have to make any stronger yep. you know and we talked about all the theory on the, yeah, when asking on um, on one of the power clips about you know your opinion on the chinese and how are they are so good and that was exactly what i commented on i said they have the one and a half billion people and they don't have the nfl it's that easy that's, that's all there is it's, to it. it it's that that's easy. all there is to it every time you get a nation that is producing outstanding Olympic lifters. This is for the past 30, 40 years. Every nation that produces outstanding Olympic lifters has done so without the NFL in their way. Mm-hmm. Right? They don't have a commercial venue to bleed off the talent. Yeah. And now we've got things like strongman, you know, the, the half Thors and the Brian Shaws and those guys. And not that they'd be great Olympic lifters, but those guys are, are going to make money sure. doing something that's not Olympic weightlifting. So that's what they're – that's exactly. what they'd be fools if yeah. they didn't do that. Right. You know, I mean, you know, half Thors aren't born every right. you know, day. <laughs> yeah. Right? Every century. <laughs> you get one century of yeah. those kind of people, you know. And uh, – and no, I don't know how good a football player he'd be. Right. I remember, remember Bill Kazmaier tried to be a football yeah. player. Yeah. Lasted about, what, week and a half. Right. Yep. You saw. Um, he just wasn't a football player. He's a good lifter, but he's not a football player. Yeah. Two different things. Sure. And it's a whole different you know. development track from the sure. moment you're a little child, right? I mean, Certainly. if you're. Yeah. Yeah. So it's. Uh, uh, you saw the uh, the shot put record was broken too. No, I didn't. See yeah, Ryan. I'm not following the Olympics. He was I don't he, give, a U.S. US I don't guy. give the first fuck about anything that happens in the Olympics except for except for that everybody's breaking records except for goddamn Olympic weightlifting. Right. <laughs> <laughs> records that, being shattered in, all over important. the place. You know, the, records being shattered years. all over the place because <laughs> we've had another year that we weren't drug tested <laughs> in order to train. <laughs> Right. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is hard to ignore. You know, it's just, uh, you know, if you. Uh, but the, the guy that broke it, you, uh, Ryan Corser, he's a massive human being. 
He is just fucking big. One of the biggest, the best throwers have been massive human beings. You know, I mean, the shot guys. Uh, you know, the, I mean, the Fuhrbox and the and the Al Erders and the Randy Matsons of the world. You know, my buddy Jim McGrath was a hell of a shot thrower. He was when he was in college. Uh, these are all gigantic human beings. Hands are this big, you know. They're just great, big, strong men. The sport selects for those kind of people. Okay, Marty Fox. This may be another dumb question, but for somewhat for a somewhat dynamic movement like the press of the Queen, you catch the bar wrong for the press. I mean, catching it in the wrong spot in the sagittal plane and the double layback. And after grind through it, would that be a rough equivalent in terms of adaptive stress to the body doing a little more weight having caught it correctly? Same question for a squat. If you end up coming out of the hole slightly off balance and have to grind your way out of it. In other words, you have to operate an inefficiently long moment arm in the event that your technique is bad. Yeah, you're having to generate more force than would be required had you done it correctly. So in terms of a, a training effect, uh, yeah, I suppose. Now, what this means for your training, I don't guess I understand. Don't, don't, don't intentionally do it wrong so that you don't have to lift heavier weight correctly. But, I mean, that, I hope that answers your question. Yeah, because a failed, a failed attempt. Because a failed rep because of an inefficiency beats the fuck out of you. Yeah. More so maybe than if oh, you yeah. completed it. You know? You're grinding on something that, that is in the wrong place to actually lock out. You know, that's going to set you back a little bit. It's more stress than you had programmed in. Because when you programmed in the reps, the reps were programmed in because you thought you could complete them. All right. Uh... Let's see. This is a stupid question. What's my favorite lift out of the big four? My favorite. What's my favorite color? Pink. What's my favorite wine? Pink. What's my favorite whiskey? What's my favorite girl? <laughs> What's my favorite dog? What's my, you know, why is that necessary for anyone to know? Because I've been asked that what? before, and what I normally tell people is, like, when you do this a lot, you don't like any of them. No, I hate all of them. <laughs> when you do it a lot, all you don't like All of that shit I hate. <laughs> all that shit I hate, you know. Uh, What's your favorite lift, Brie? She's got a favorite. She has a press. That's because she's young. I mean, I, I the clean and press yeah. right now I enjoy doing, but fuck. It's because it's not heavy enough. Yeah. Right. Right. All right, here's one. This is actually a legitimate question. If possible, I'd love if you could divulge any details regarding opening gyms in different cities and the difficulties or ease therein. I'm sure high-tax, high-regulation areas like Chicago, where I'm from and where you plan on opening soon, if Chicago will let us, they let us yeah. make it relatively difficult to operate business-wise. Uh, thanks for all this useful and entertaining content. Was quite hesitant to join the Starting Trend Network at first. 
But really, Miss Rip's special brand of old man wisdom coupled with the stereotypical grumpiness. Stereotypical? <laughs> what? His grumpiness is original. My, there's nothing stereotypical about me. Yeah, it's pretty offensive. It is offensive. Uh, all right, Jim's in different cities. All right. We, 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 got, can do, we can discuss. We got to tell them about the, what, what's happening in Chicago. Where you, they will, you have to pay their contractors, right? You know yeah. what I'm talking about? Where no, but I, but I understand the concept because this is the way it is in all Democrat-run, union-dominated cities in the world. It is getting anything done is predicated on graft. If you want it your is, thing done, if you want your fashion, thing done, you're going to have to grease a palm. Guy. You're going to have to pay these guys. There's no other way to do it. Isn't that extortion? Yes, it is. But it's government extortion because they're the ones that facilitate it. For example, lady I know that used to have a gym in New York. Rhymes with Kong Freiland, the location. Yeah. Had... Uh, some people walk into the gym back when it was open and said, you know, your uh, fire extinguishers are uh, out of compliance. And she said, what do you mean they're out of compliance? They're a year old. I said, well, they're the wrong brand. The wrong brand. Yeah, we, uh, you know, uh, the, the brand that we approve now is Acme fire extinguishers and she said these are a year old they were fine last year and their response was well they're not fine now so you're gonna have to buy three new fire extinguishers and we'll be back next week to check on that this is the way it is up there yep it's just the way it is up there now you think about donald trump having learned how to do business in that environment, all right? Everybody thinks Donald Trump is a, is a lunatic and a fucking asshole and everything else, but the man growing up in an environment where every single thing that you have to do is predicated on the information that you have accumulated about how to operate in a criminal business organization that is run by the city of New York. Well, you, yeah, stupid people can't do that. You know, you know, the guy made a bunch of money navigating that minefield. Yep. That, that's a smart guy. Okay. You know, that's that was a situation he was presented with, and he made it work. Yep. I like that. Maybe you his know? strongest skill, right? Yes. Yeah. Making shit work yep. is, was his strongest skill. Absolutely. I think he's probably going to be remembered uh, by history as having fucked this vaccine thing up real, real bad.
but every other aspect of his presidency, presidency was hard to argue with. You know, 3.5% unemployment was pretty good in retrospect, wasn't it? Yeah. It's easy It's easy yeah. enough. I mean, this is off topic, but it's easy enough to just change the context and say, well, it's a result of, <laughs> it's a result of eight years of Obama. Yeah, right. Sure. <laughs> right? Sure, absolutely. God damn. So back to... Back to this thing. Yeah, we're our biggest problem getting gyms open in every single market that we've gone into is is by virtue of the fact that we have got to rent. Our business plan indicates that we need to rent commercial space in a strip center. Commercial real estate is entirely a function of the tax laws. So it's always the government is the it's, problem. It's, it's always, always the government. Every time you run into a problem in business and you start peeling away all the layers, sitting there on its haunches looking at you like that is a fucking bureaucrat. Yep. Is the government making shit impossible to do. And that's what's gone on here. People would rather... Uh, people get into the commercial real estate business... For tax purposes, they want to they want to shelter some money, so they buy commercial real estate, and they don't care if they rent it to you or not. They'd rather not. In fact, it seems ra- that way. It it seems to us. <clears throat> I mean, it's been our impression they'd rather not rent it because if you've got a giant portfolio of of commercial real estate, uh, having a bunch of it empty is good because you write it a off. Giant write off because you're making a whole bunch of money somewhere else right. anyway. And this is just where you hide money. And if you get to write that off as an expense, empty empty rental space is an expense, you uh, they don't want to rent the shit to us. So we have to go in here and jump through all these hoops, and you start the process of trying to rent a building space. And it's six months before we get a lease signed. That's the problem here. <clears throat> That's the problem here. And then if you're in a place like Chicago, if you're going you finally get a lease signed after what, a year? You know. And 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 then you've got to grease everybody's hand who's involved in the build out, involved in the inspections, involved in the permitting, all this bullshit. It's gotta be right. gotta be dealt with. Just like you're dealing with the fucking mafia. I'd rather deal with the mafia. At least you know what you're getting. At least the incentives are aligned with the mafia. <laughs> you know? <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, and yeah, in the, it, well, in the, in the secondary markets now, we're, mixed use is fine now, right? We've, we've, we've got the kind of second model for right. mixed use now that we've proved it out in retail space. So um, that should go a lot easier if somebody's willing yeah. to do one. Somebody wants to do one in a... In you, a you can be in a mixed use space yeah. in a month. In a smaller market, right. you don't have to deal with the strip center. Uh, you know, a guy with some what we're calling mixed use, which could be a warehouse. It could be, right? you know, like where off the non-frontage yeah. retail, you know, this sort of thing, where people would rather go ahead and have the thing occupied. You go in, make a deal with a guy, a couple of weeks, get the paperwork signed, get the demo started. Get construction started and actually be open, you know. But the the business model that we were following 
um, and have followed up till now is that we'd like to be in a in a nice frontage area so that we have our uh, you got parking lots, you've got a row of businesses, you've got the starting strength sign on the building, got the starting strength sign on the pylon sign out in the parking lot. And uh, that has, uh, has been our, our, our model. Um, all of those things make it difficult to get these things built. You know, we had no idea going into this that it was going to be this goddamn hard to give somebody a check. It's crazy. It's because it's, it doesn't make any sense. You wouldn't think that this was the deal. It makes no sense. No sense at all. <clears throat> Until you factor in the fact that it's, uh, yeah, the, the, the government's in the middle of it, the tax right. shit's in the middle of it. Yep. And then you're like, okay, well, now it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, it is very difficult to point to anything that the government – outside of civil engineering projects has done correctly you know okay here's alan robertson is asking a question that indicates that he fundamentally misunderstands the nfl combine all right rip the power equation keeps coming up which tends to result in you referring the standing vertical jump and its utility in the nfl combine if you were tasks, tasked with revamping the NFL Combine, which three to five general events would you like to see all of the athletes perform, regardless of position? I think the standing vertical jump, 40 and three-cone drill are good. I don't think a two-and-a-quarter bench press for reps is terribly useful in a league where nobody on the offense or defensive line weighs 225 anymore. You're missing the point, Alan, of the 225 for reps test, right? Here are a bunch of, of kids that are trying out for a combine position. They're not coming from a scholarship situation, or if they were coming from a scholarship situation, the NFL didn't choose them. They weren't drafted. They're trying to walk on. They're trying to impress you. They're not lifters. They're football players. But we want to know how strong they are. Everybody knows how to do the bench press. Right? Everybody knows how to do a bench press. Everybody can take two and a quarter. If you can play on a football team, you can bench two and a quarter. And us seeing how many times you can bench press two and a quarter tells us how strong you are without you having to learn anything. Now, if I were going to design a strength test and I was going to do this, I'd have them deadlift. But you're back in the situation where you've got to conduct these tests in a time frame. What do you want, a one-rep max deadlift? How many attempts are you going to give the kid to do a one-rep max deadlift? How long does that take? And what does it tell you? That two and a quarter for reps doesn't tell you. If you can do two and a quarter for 30 reps at 225, then chances are you're pretty strong, right? If you can do two and a quarter for four reps, then chances are you're not very strong. Chances are that you would be not very strong on the deadlift either, all right? And since you just 
warm up with 135, lay down and take two and a quarter out and do as many reps with it as you can. The test is over with faster. It's easier to administer. And in that context, it makes perfect sense to use that as a test. So I'm not sure that I would, uh, you know, I, I, I just don't agree with your assessment. The, the test is the, it's like the standing vertical jump test. Nobody goes out on the football field and jumps up in the air. What are we looking for with the test? We're not, it doesn't matter what the offensive, defensive linemen weigh for the bench press test. You're mistaking the purpose of the test, right? The, the two and a quarter for reps is, is a strength indicator, and that's about all it is, okay? And it works perfectly for that. All right, here's Tom in Tulsa, our buddy Tom in Tulsa. Just three and a half hours up the road here. Thanks for all you do. Compete, completed the novice linear progression year and a half ago. I've been doing intermediate programming since, and I'm stronger than I ever thought possible. One thing I've noticed over the past year is that I seem to be having more muscle cramps, particularly in, primarily it says, in my abs, pecs, and biceps. Have you ever heard of an issue with this in lifters over 50? It's not a problem, but it is annoying. I've always had one every once in a while, but the frequency has definitely increased in the last year or so. Never while lifting, it's while sitting around doing nothing. I'll just move and catch a cramp. Drink plenty of water, more than a gallon a day, and take a monthly vitamin daily. Eat very little sugar. All right, Tom, it could be. All right. Cramps are caused by an electrolyte imbalance. Okay, you've got basically four ions that transmit electrical potential down your nerves. And when that all gets out of whack, uh, the muscles can cramp, can go into an involuntary contraction. That's what a, what a cramp is. Uh, an involuntary contraction not mediated by your neuromuscular system. Um, the electrolyte minerals are potassium, calcium, magnesium, and sodium. These are obviously designed as, you know, they, they come out of your diet. So if you're eating a lot of fruits and vegetables and stuff like that, you should be getting enough minerals. But it doesn't hurt to take a multiple mineral supplement. If you're taking a multiple mineral supplement, and some additional potassium, you're probably not going to cramp, okay? But let me ask you a question. If you're drinking more than a gallon of water a day, what do you think you're doing to your electrolyte concentration? You're diluting it. You're diluting it. That's you're how washing them out. You're pissing them away. That's Why are you drinking the more than a gallon of water a day? What the hell is the reason? That's how that? people end up dying from drinking water. Their potassium yes, gets too low. Hyponatremia yep. kills motherfuckers. Yep. Okay? Hyponatremia gets you in the hospital. You'll seize. You'll go to the hospital, and they may not be able to get your brain to unswell mm -hmm. in time to keep you from being dead. Now, every emergency room sees a couple of cases of this shit a year, and it, it, 
is almost entirely the fault of people drinking more water than thirst requires. Your thirst mechanism has been developed over millions of years to provide you with information about your hydration state. If you're thirsty, drink some water. If you're not thirsty, don't drink some water. The weirdest ass thing that has developed in popular culture over the past 20 years is everybody carrying around in their hand a bottle of water. What in the hell is wrong with you people? Sips of water, frequent sips of water, like that. Right, frequent sip. Drink some water, just in case. Every five minutes, you got to drink water. Why? Why don't you just drink a whole bunch of water, get not thirsty, and not worry about it for three hours? You know, instead of driving everybody crazy. Why they're making backpacks with a special little water pouch on the mm -hmm. side of it mm -hmm. so that you won't ever be in danger to be even slightly dehydrated. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that's your problem, Tom. I think you're drinking too goddamn much water. Uh, get some extra potassium, and I mean, ex by extra potassium, I mean that the RDA, the daily requirement for potassium is three and a half grams. So if you're going to buy some potassium and you buy those 99 milligram tablets, 35 of those is the daily requirement. Taking one or two of them is not going to accomplish anything. So you just got to understand the arithmetic there. But if he slows down his water intake and eats some fucking vegetables, you know, he'll be eat fine. Eat some fucking vegetables and fruit. Quit yeah. drinking water when you're not thirsty. That's yeah. just dumb. What does? Spinach and potatoes. I love potatoes. The famous banana has a lot of potassium in it. Looks too much like a dick. I won't yeah, eat I'm it. not interested. I always cut mine up in yeah. little slices mm -hmm. before I eat them. I'm yeah. just not going to stick that in my mouth because it because I'm so sexually insecure. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right, here's Dalton Rankin. Uh, I'm moving away from the folks and into an apartment in less than two weeks. Ah, he's growing up. Biggest adjustment, I will be cooking all of my meals. Which leads to my question, what cookware and accessories should every kitchen have? I already have a cast iron combo cooker and cutting board, but I still need to get a 15-inch cast iron skillet, some knives. Nick has mentioned dowel strong on the forums. They're too expensive for a kid moving away from the house. Don't worry about that. And a pressure cooker. Um... Uh, what is the brand of the one used in Texas Cafe Classics? If I recall correctly, you said on the podcast that those who can't cook are pussies. I said men who can't cook are pussies. Women who can't cook are merely inattentive. Okay. Which is um, pretty prevalent now. Yeah, I know. It's very prevalent. I know. And I would appreciate any advice that you give to a young guy who wants to be on the path of not being a pussy. It's a good question. Yeah, that's a good, good question. I don't know that you need a, a pressure cooker. I don't know that. How much is a pressure cooker? 40 or 50 bucks? Mm 
yeah, you, you don't need one of those. You're not going to be doing that shit. Anything you can cook in a pressure cooker, you can cook on the stove in a in a uh, in just a stock pot with longer time. I think you need a, a decent. I think if you'll buy a cast iron six quart stock pot with a cast iron lid, I think you don't need a pressure cooker, and you can use the stock pot for any kind of thing you want to want to do. Cast iron skillets, good idea. Uh, you know, you, you just can't have too many little saucepans and stuff like that. Uh, the better the quality that you buy, the longer you will have the item. Farber ware is good. Uh, Cuisinart, that's over your head. Don't worry about it. that shit's too expensive. It's real, real good. Lifetime stuff, but it's too damn much money for a kid like you. Uh, I think you're on the right. Uh, I think you're on the right path here. You're gonna need a spatula to turn stuff in your pan. Don't get a cheap, shitty spatula because you will break it very quickly. You will break a shitty spatula. Go to a restaurant supply and find a commercial spatula. Something that you can use to turn things in your cast iron pan. Uh, I find myself using my 15-inch cast iron pan, a spatula, a couple of saucepans, and, uh, you know, like one two-quart saucepan. And... Uh, you know, the fire outside more than anything else. Uh, I think you ought to have a way to cook outside. You need to get some kind of a charcoal cooker. Saves having to heat the house up a lot of times. Right? And uh, let's see. You got any other? Most, most of my cooking is done in my cast iron. I mean, probably, I would say 90% of it is. I, 90% of mine's done yeah. in my cast iron. That 15-inch cast iron skillet, that's the most useful fucking thing yeah. I've ever had. Yeah. I can't believe I went this long without that mm -hmm. thing. Steph's mom bought us that thing, and it's big enough to where you do anything you need to yeah. in that skillet. Yeah, uh, Nick got me a 15-incher um, one Christmas, I think. It's and real I've, I've used that thing it's more so than I can count. It's so handy. Yeah. Oh, my God. And, uh, uh, yeah, I couldn't do without it. Coming from somebody who's not at the house all the time, I, I think for, for a bachelor, a crock pot isn't a bad idea because you can start your meal in the morning, and then by lunch it's ready to go as if you're cooking right. chicken or something or other. Well, and remember that uh, if you want to cook a pork roast, yeah. that's the easiest thing in the world yeah. to do. Mm -hmm. You get a, oh, a roasting pan. Yeah. A rectangular roasting pan with sides about that tall. You can take a frozen pork shoulder. And pork's still cheap. Mm -hmm. I was looking at $2.99 a pound pork shoulder the other night. It's still cheap. It's the only thing that hadn't really gone crazy. And you could take that thing out of the freezer at night and put it in the roasting pan at uh, 225 
and go to sleep and wake up in the morning and you got a pork rib. Mm-hmm. And it's ready to eat. Yeah. You eat it for breakfast, you set it on top of the stove, and eat it that night when you get home. And it's effortless. Mm-hmm. It's just absolutely effortless. I would rather have a roasted pork roast than a crock potted pork roast because everything in a crock pot is wet. Yeah, yeah. And it's all, it's a stew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I get tired of that, mm-hmm. you know. And then, but if you want to make some stew out of that pork roast, you chop it up into one-inch cubes, put it in your cast iron stock pot, make a stew out of it. Mm-hmm. But you need to learn how to cook. Yeah. You need to learn how to cook so you're not dependent on other people to feed you. Yeah. I think that is an extremely important aspect of your existence. If you're always dependent on somebody else to feed you, well, you're just in the way, man. Learn how to cook You're good in, good meals that take a little bit of time, but as a bachelor, you also need to learn how to m- make meals that are quick and easy. Quick and easy. Hamburger, meat, and yes. rice. Yes. You know, stuff like that that's easy to do, that's cheap. And you will save so much money. You cooking. save. You, you can't be eating out. You're a kid moving out of yeah. the house. You can't be eating out all the time. You haven't got the money for that. You need to go to the store. You need to buy some hamburger meat. You need to buy some rice. You need to buy a five-pound bag of potatoes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need to buy some seasonal fruit. You know, you need to you need to develop a little list of things that you need to keep in stock in your kitchen, and you ought to primarily cook for yourself. Mm-hmm. Eggs are cheap. You need eggs. If you like bacon, get some bacon. Get some breakfast sausage. Get Stuff to eat that you can cook that doesn't take a whole lot of time, that you can stand to eat all the time, that you can learn to produce, that you can learn to cook well, and learn how to feed yourself. I mean, if you're eating out more than once or twice a week, you're throwing money you're, away. In your situation, you're throwing money yeah, away. You're definitely. doing it wrong. Yeah. You're doing it wrong. It's it's just not cost effective to do that. There's Cheaper ways to eat. I'll tell you what, Stan, uh, Stan Efferding's mash repre- uh, recipe save, saves me so much money. I just make a shitload of mash at the beginning of the week, and I have snacks, yeah. or I have a lunch, or I have a dinner, yeah. and I don't get tired of it. If you put enough Cholula on it, it tastes delicious. No, you that, that stuff is, uh, yeah. is real. You can't eat it every day. You just don't get tired of it. Bree can't. Yeah, but Bree's not the most exciting person <laughs> in terms of food. Yeah. Anyway, that probably will put the show in the can. Uh, we leave anything out? I don't think so. Anybody we need to say hello to? Nah. Anybody we need to tell to go get fucked? Oh, there's so that's a big list. That's a that's a that's a daunting you're gonna, list. You're gonna need a bigger podcast. Maybe we should do a podcast yeah. of just people we hate and why we hate them. You know, that's not a bad idea. You know, just pick like five the, people or, or or fifty people, the fifty biggest <laughs> pieces of shit on earth, uh-huh. and do a podcast dedicated to the fifty biggest pieces of shit on earth. I That's like a, this idea a lot. I think we're gonna have to we're gonna do a little prep work on yeah, that. Yeah. Have to make an actual list yeah. so we're not throwing around for. We can do this like a like a a movie yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. Everybody, everybody have a list of you know maybe. The, Five, ten people. The biggest pieces of shit they've ever heard of, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And there's certainly no shortage of material. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
There's more uh, people to hate than more people to like on the planet. Really, there are. Absolutely. So, with that in mind, we'll see you next week right here at Starting Strength Radio.